0: Hey, welcome to another episode of Top of the Dude Chain podcast. This is episode 20 29. 29. Wow. Already there. Uh, special guest in house this episode. We have uh, Trigger Mishka.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: He uh owner of Vintage Warrior clothing brand, uh, owner of TKO or TK Contacts uh
1: tko combat sports tko
0: combat sports uh and then part of the hd mma group uh and just a uh adventurer an entrepreneur a traveler and uh most of the time a very well-dressed man <laughs> what's going on man
1: yeah uh, nothing man not too well dressed today so <laughs> yeah,
0: you're fine you're, you're <laughs> comfort dress a little too classy for this podcast yeah. <laughs> so welcome man first Thank off thanks all for coming on i appreciate, uh, appreciate it, it um i mean you've been busy yeah <laughs> been <laughs> really busy, busy man um we'll start off let's start off with uh uh gerald harris man bellator class weight four days notice Mm-hmm. What's that like?
1: Hectic. Uh
0: I mean he pretty much just yeah, signs the contract and it flies to Illinois to to, to prepare.
1: Yeah, it was it was a little uh unexpected. It kinda came together like you said, four days, uh got a uh message the day before actually about a issue with the opponent for Rafael Lovato Junior and uh You know they were asking if we had anybody at TKO that could take the fight, and we had a couple guys we're thinking of. Nothing really fit, so we're like, "Look, we don't really have anything." And you know, but we told them like I said, "Look, if you need something, I can try to help you figure it out." They said, "Well, the opponent isn't off for sure. You know, we'll let you know." So anyway, that day nothing happens. The next day, I get a text. Okay, what do you got? You know fights off not the fights off but the original fights off so I started thinking and I'm like the only person I could think that was even in remotely that weight class that was good enough to fight at that level and if he was even in shape would have been Gerald Harris because I've been talking you know to Gerald for a couple years about something like this where we've been friends for a while and he's been at such a high level for so long Uh with the UFC and everything else that he wasn't getting the right opportunities anymore to fight and a guy like that isn't just gonna fight for a local promotion, make a little money, he might as well just retire. Right. Well, so basically that's the deal. And he had some other big level managers trying to help him, trying to find something, nothing was coming in. And I thought, well, hell, if there's an opportunity, this is it. So I called him up and I'm like, Gerald, I got a terrible fight for you. <laughs> I'm like, this is not a good matchup. I mean, on a camp, I think Gerald can do just fine, but I'm saying, you know, like, hey, this is short notice. is against undefeated Rafael Lovato and he's like, oh man, He's like, I don't know if I can do that this short notice, and he turned it down at first, right, and I'm like, okay, so he's like, well, I got some other guys, let's see what else, you know, he was trying to help me find the fight, as soon as I hung up, 10 minutes later, he's like, texting me, man, I'm thinking, I'm like, I'm not going to get another opportunity like this, I want to make one more run at it, like, I'll do it, let's do yeah. it, and I'm like, all right, so, you know, we asked for a little bit of a different weight, um, and, you know, they kind of Haggled over like two pounds, which was really weird. We didn't like that. But overall, it was a pretty smooth process. And, you know, I tell Bellator, I'm like, hey, I got this guy for you. But the only problem was, I mean, I was not a problem, but the only thing was, I wasn't going to just, if I was going to represent him, let him just take that fight and be done because I felt like that was kind of an unfair situation to put him in. So I'm like, look, let's do this. I'm like, let's talk to them. I have a good relationship with them. Um, They understand your name, your caliber. Like, this is a good opportunity for both. Let's offer and say, Hey, we take this, but let's make it a multi fight deal and let's try to get you that one last opportunity, right? And Bellator was awesome. They, you know, they immediately like, We understand this and that. The money was right, they didn't, you know, haggle or anything like that. And yeah, it came together and got a actually, I thought we were getting two to three fights. We got four fights when the contract, yeah, that's that's great. That's great, and it gave them that chance. And you know, what's crazy, and I mean, he already said it on his video, so I'm not really putting his business out there. But the guy, first of all, he is a really good guy. He works hard. He helps a lot of people. But in this sport, it's hard when you're a retiring fighter to make money. You know what I mean? Right. And he's also a comedian, but whatever. He showed me after the fight, his bank account, what it was, the day I texted him and it had 57 cents in it. So for me, it was like... It was just not just that. It made a difference. You right. know what I mean? And that was probably the best part about it is I helped my friend, um, a legitimate fighter, got another opportunity, and now he can feed his family.
0: Again, yeah. So. No, that's great. Four, a four-deal fight's great. Mm-hmm. You know, and obviously I think worth it. Uh, yeah. Four-day notice on Lovato Jr. Yep. Uh, I, I do think you should have to compensate somebody for that because that's not an easy fight no. even with a camp.
1: Exactly. Uh, well, and that's what like, I just didn't think. The one thing I was thinking is like, he's probably not going to get hurt on short notice because of the way Lovato fights. Um, Gerald's probably not going to get knocked out. He's probably not going to get, I mean, he's not going to be outclassed in that position. If he does have a, you know, a loss, it's probably going to be a submission, which is what happened.
0: It's more on strategy than exactly, which, which is a testament to Gerald. Exactly. Uh, to be able to get into that fight i mean obviously the dude's staying in, in pretty decent shape year round yeah. Uh, yeah waiting for it to be able to go in on four days so that's great and what we uh, didn't
1: even say too like this he was having a rough time with a weight cut at first it seemed like it was going to be easy man he texted me the night before he's like man what do you think of you know asking for this or that and i'm i'm like well i mean i, I can ask but at the same time it's gonna look like we're struggling you know what I mean? Yeah. And he said the same thing. He's tough as hell. He was just like, no, I don't want him to know I'm struggling. And he made weight like the pro that he is. You know what I mean? Took it on short notice. He actually dropped. Did you watch that fight?
0: I watched, he, yeah, I watched He that. dropped
1: him kind of with that punch. But I think because in that moment when you're on short notice, you're not really thinking. You're just mm-hmm. fighting. He followed him to the ground. And I was screaming, no, get out of yeah, there. You yeah. know, but hey. No. And, and
0: again, you know, he, like I said, and, and like, you know, the loss was more of a strategic loss than just being. Yeah you know, outfought, yeah, you know, exactly. and, and so, uh, but good, good to see it. Yeah. Uh, and then this weekend, uh, Invicta, man,
1: <laughs> still one of the hardest pills to swallow yet out of my whole, I, it, it's not that long of an MMA career. I mean, like when I'm like four or five years deep in it, but this is still by hard, the toughest one to swallow. Like I, I'm getting over it now and we're just going to move on because you know it's just what it is but man that was that was hard <laughs> Hey, Corey, show
0: show that video just so people know what's going on uh, if you're squeamish uh, you may want to look away not that one man not that, <laughs> oh, one. Not that yeah. one either <laughs> Here we go. i'm in the hospital yeah, if you're squeamish you may want to look um, away cuz this is if it gnarly me, but i uh, they would just cut off the finger and I would keep fighting but uh this is what happened yeah um, i'll make you pucker i'm sorry and um I'll be yep, back I hate soon. That. <laughs> Love you guys. Thank you. Now, I'll tell you what, man. I I watched 3 of her fights uh this weekend. Um she's 4 and 1. Obviously, the one loss uh came with a TKO because her finger was jacked up. Uh tried to catch a a kick with her hands and and a freak accident more than mm-hmm. anything. Um but her 4 and 1, man, is very impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh no. she's got uh uh Romano. Uh
1: Renault. Renault, yeah. Marion
0: Renault, who went three rounds with Holly Holmes, uh in a loss, had a pretty decent career, uh, you know, UFC career thus far. Oh, she's still there, yeah. yeah she's what so ten she, and four or something? Yeah, and so so she's she's not a slouch. No. Uh and, and Julia uh beat her. That's Julia uh raging panda uh, Avila for those of you listening. And that was her uh, first pro fight. Right. That's that's ridiculous. Um, and then Nico, uh, or Nico Mont- Montanya, mm-hmm. uh, Nico who is, Montana. uh, what the featherweight champion right now? Oh, uh, flyweight. Flyweight. Yeah. So she, you know, and she won the, the ultimate fighter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so two legitimate wins in four wins and not saying the other two weren't legitimate, but I mean, those are, those are impressive. Those, those would be impressive for a person with 10 to 12 fights under their exactly. belt beating them. So, uh, what I do like about her, she's super aggressive. Uh, what I noticed, also noticed that it's real cool that after she does win, she's got a pretty humble attitude, you know, and kind of. I know she, I can't remember what fight it was, but she uh, hurt that girl's shoulder and then mm-hmm. you know, went over and checked on her. So super cool. So you know, it's, it's obviously disappointing, but, uh, so so what what happens from here? You said you know the doctor came back, said a month, everything be good as new. Yeah, I mean,
1: wh- I mean, so. Uh, just just going back to it in the sense of like the wins and this and that yeah she's uh she's very legit like she and I've been with her almost every step of the way like so other than the Marion Renault fight she actually had that fight already when I first met her uh-huh. um and it was a funny situation because I actually met her husband's well at the time he was her fiance a uh, little brother uh, on 4th of July at the pool in American flag Speedos you know drinking and I'm like you want a beer and just you know <laughs> we have
0: a picture of that no <laughs>
1: probably somewhere i do but no uh and i'm just like hey you want to be or whatever you know just making friends and he's like hey uh, and i told him what i did at the time and he's like well my sister in law or soon to be uh she fights and you hear that all the time you know i mean like oh okay it's a she fights or he fights but then i looked her up and i'm like okay want to know but marion renault and i'm like already okay let's talk to her and and so basically yeah from then on we talked we hit it off like in the sense of like uh, really good friendship, really good relationship. Like, um, it was, uh, I don't know if it was meant to be, but we're. it's like family now, you know. Like, yeah. I I really uh, got close to, to her. She's one of the strongest people I know, and that's the thing. Uh, I guess the question what happens from here is, like, it was all up to her in how she reacted. Uh-huh. And because, man, it devastated me. It devastated us. But she was the type of person. I mean, she was going to the ER. You know, we're all freaking out. She wouldn't let nobody feel bad. She was uplifting like she always has been, even in losing. She was humble. She was congratulating her opponent, who everybody knows. I mean, I don't want to take nothing away. It is what it is. It's a fight, but everybody knows what happened. And she never focused on that. She was never bitter. So because of that, I think she overshadowed the other girls' win. And if you notice, like, it's a terrible way to get your name out. But, man, there's over a million views now combined of what happened. Oh yeah, and with the doctor, yeah. Today I got the news that she says, "Hey, doctor says we're going to be okay in a month." It's like, what? That's it's like a out of darkness comes light, blessing type of thing, you know. And I asked her too a couple of days ago, "What do you think of a rematch?" She's like, "I doesn't matter." I was like, "I'm not going to ask. I'm going to whatever comes comes." Right. That's the thing I like about her. She's very humble. If that's what comes up, that's what comes up. Of course, I as a manager want it. But at the same time, if that's not what is offered, whatever it is, we're just going to play it by ear, make sure she's healthy. She was already – I don't know if you saw a video. Monday morning yeah. – well, yesterday morning, she was already hitting and kicking the bag with one hand. And I'm, I think I, what happens from here is whatever she wants.
0: Basically. That's impressive. So she dislocated it. Yes. Uh, but there was a compound – it was a compound dislocation. So the bone actually came out as mm-hmm. the videos showed. Yeah. Um, I did that to my big toe. I actually mm-hmm. dislocated my big toe, and the bone came out uh, playing intramural. It wasn't as cool as, you know, MMA <laughs> fighting. I was playing intramural basketball. Uh, yeah. But I can honestly tell you, next day, I didn't do anything. Yeah. You know, so the <laughs> fact that she's out there kicking and punching bags, yeah. you know, with her hand wrapped uh, is, is, is freakish in the in the first place. But uh, super cool fighter, man. Like, like just you can kind of tell she has that glowing personality that mm-hmm. – that you know we're rooting for uh, obviously
1: uh weird to say this but she might be the best leader I've ever been around and she indirectly she's not she doesn't try to be she changes yeah. lives like she inspires people I've been you know I've been in the military I've had great leaders this and that like I literally have never met a stronger not stronger in the sense of in your face but stronger like character than hers and yeah. it's that's a lot. Yeah, a lot I mean, of leadership. A lot
0: of, a lot of the a lot of leadership comes naturally. A lot yeah. of good leaders, it just comes naturally to them because yeah. they have that humility and that mm-hmm. uh, that type of personality, uh, which is great. So, going a little bit to uh, you know, because you talked about a rematch or or, or another fight, uh, what's that like? And you know, as far as you know, just booking these fights because I, I know. You know the uh, the casual. I'm I'm probably a little more than a casual MMA fan, but I'm probably not as into it as you are. Uh, I, well I know I'm not as into it <laughs> as you are. Uh, but, um, you know you have people that are always just want they want to see a fight and 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 wonder why it can't happen. You know why why can't Dana or or the Bellator people or Invicta whoever just put two people together and, and let them go at it? Uh, so kind of give us a kind of a rundown of what that process is, uh, and how uh how volatile it is because it, it changes you know yeah. obviously and then kind of how like once it's said it's it's kind of like go time if there's not yeah. like oh okay well i'm fighting you know uh whoever in six months so i knew you know i got three months you know i can it's, it's almost like okay let's let's figure this out start planning camps and all that
1: well um there's a lot of Well, first of all, like, if, if we're talking just like putting two people together and why can't this person fight that person, first of all, it's organizational, of course. They all have to be in the same organization. Um, uh, they don't have to be, but for the most part, com- competition isn't going to let their stars fight one another. Right. Another thing is, too, uh, young stars, really, even at the local level, at the regional level, heck, you could see it at the top level, they're protected a little bit. Like, they don't – The MMA is not just about – it used to be about – where the best fight the best, and then it doesn't matter. Records aren't as scrutinized. Because in MMA, losses are, like, it's hard to be undefeated. Right. Um, as you just saw, basically. Like, to lose like that, now you're 4-1, and one, you know. But... The thing is like yeah a lot of these fighters um, they build an image they build an aura, like an aura I guess you could say and it's not necessarily in a bad way but it's these promotions build up their stardom you know what I mean right. It's not, and some of them do come in and just build their own but most of the time it's built like even with Conor McGregor if you look the first few fights he had were fights that were kind of almost tailor made to his style they weren't very dangerous for him I mean they're all dangerous at that level but at the same time they knew what they were doing right. and next thing you know he was in line for a title shot and you know it's just kind of one of those things so there are certain things um additionally sometimes fighters honestly you think a fighter is like oh a fighter is like the toughest this and that a lot of fighters man it's it sucks to say but they won't fight anybody like there's a lot of fighters that are, aren't necessarily in it to fight everybody or test themselves they're more in it to get to the top so they're gonna manage that career and it could be both good and bad you know just depending on what you're doing um but and that's the other thing money uh there's a lot of different elements of play uh also camps where you're at where they're at injuries in mma are very common you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um and then plus with all the weight classes and stuff you can't just put two people together like you know so i mean if that kind of what you were asking yeah
0: no that's the yeah Speaking of that, though, uh, I want to get your take on this, you, uh, or not UFC, but Bellator, because you, you had uh, Sonnen, uh, Frank Mir, who uh, Gerald, uh, Frank Mir and Fedor, who Gerald fought on, uh, Mitreon B. Roy Nelson. They're kind of doing a tournament bracket, mm-hmm. uh, which me personally, I like, because uh, yeah. it, it, it's it's, fun. Uh, it, it's a fun thing. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this Sonnen-Fedor uh, fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really looking forward to the promotion. Of this, yeah, Son and Fedor yeah. fight. That's crazy. Um, but uh, I think you're I think if if, if personally, I think you're going to see uh, Fedor and Mitrion fight again, um, and uh, and and maybe Fedor get that dude's a freak. I mean, he obviously yeah. passed his prime, but I mean uh, that loss to Mitrion. I mean, he. He tagged Mitrion at the same time, you yeah. know, and it's just Mitrion was just a bigger fighter and was able to – And younger, and
1: I think it was easier for him to recover than was right. for Fedor, right. too. So,
0: so what, what are your thoughts on that? And and do you think the UFC would go to something like that? Or do you think it's more of just, you know, Bellator's kind of doing something to, to make its own name, I guess?
1: I think that's it. That's it. You know, I think Bellator's got a different – Market type of image, or they got to do it differently because right now everybody knows UFC is the top top. Like, right. uh, you know, uh, Bellator does have guys that can compete at that level, but they're not as deep on the roster. Mm-hmm. So they have to do something different. They have to do something fun for the fans to get that attention. And I think that tournament's perfect. Now, of course, it's not like a tournament where people think it's all in one night. It's going to be spread out over no, the course no, no. of a year. Part of that is because. Not very many commissions are any longer going to sanction a tournament in one night because it's just too dangerous. You know what I mean? But I I do think it's a really good idea for a novelty type of thing because, really, if you look at most of the guys in the tournament, they're well past their prime. Frank Mir, Fedor, Chael, Rampage. That fight with Rampage and Chael was awful. But – At the same time, Fedor Amir lasted like 50 seconds, but it was fun. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Also, um, the guy actually I think is going to win this whole tournament is Ryan Bader. I picked that. You think so? I think so because if you look at – he's a lightweight. He's a little smaller, I guess. But in the sense of where he's at in his career compared to everybody else there, maybe Mitrione, um, who you mentioned, Mm -hmm. is – the one that's really going to be able to compete because age, um, agility, like all that's on their side. And Bader, I think right now is probably – he was kind of top five, cusp of top five when he left the UFC, and he hasn't gotten worse. He, he might have gotten better. So I think skill-wise, pound for pound, he's my pick to win this tournament. And actually they have the King Mo and Bader fight on Friday, which right. is the next one right. in the tournament. So. Yeah,
0: um, and I don't know much about King Mo or Bader
1: uh i'm not king mo has been going downhill pretty quick he he was decent but he was never a really exciting fighter he's kind of a i don't know he he, he's got decent well-rounded skills but he never really puts on great fight because he's the skills never overpower anyone right you know what i mean so and i think with bader he's way more explosive he's way more quick like i i think he finishes by the second round in my opinion so
0: that's a lot um let's go mcgregor you mentioned him uh good or bad which against one? Mayweather, did that help <laughs> the UFC? Oh, but did it help the UFC? The boxing, right? Yeah,
1: promotion-wise, it was huge yeah. because it didn't. Well, it, it wasn't. Okay, so here's what happened. A lot of people are like, oh, he lasted so much longer with Mayweather than anyone else. If you watch how Mayweather fought that fight, you never see Mayweather pressing the action. You mm-hmm. never see Mayweather walking into punches. Mayweather knew what he was doing, and I kind of thought he would do that. He was going to tire him out. McGregor wasn't going to last with a guy that quick that boxes right. you know and that's what Mayweather was doing he was walking into the punches blocking him letting McGregor tire himself out and then you saw what happened so I think in that sense for the casual fan they don't understand that stuff for the most part so they're going to be like oh he lasted so long he's great it looked good you know what right. I mean and it was exciting and I think for boxing and for uh, the UFC it was really fun but for the fan that or like somebody that understands the sport i think was kind of a honestly was a joke of a fight you know you got a debut versus the guy that was what, what was he 39 and oh at the time or 40 and oh 40 and 0? 40, 40 and oh yeah because yeah. 41 and oh is rocky marciano right uh-huh. so he tied his yeah so <laughs> i think it was a definitely not a very even fight but it ended up looking even and it was fun and i think it did a lot for for UFC. for ratings and ufc and yeah like now people are considering thinking that Mayweather in an MMA ring is a good idea. Think that'll happen? I hope not. Because, okay, if it happens, like, are they going to make rules that prevent certain things? Then it's not an MMA fight. It's a boxing ring. So I really don't see it happening against McGregor. I could see... Oh, not McGregor.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard... uh... CM Punk <laughs> uh, was one of the guys I they, mean, they mentioned.
1: That, honestly, would make more sense than anything else. The, a guy that's 0-1, he's actually fighting another guy that's 0-1 right now on a UFC pay-per-view, which makes no sense. But it's the, the, the marketing, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I think Mayweather CM Punk makes sense, but I don't think much more than that makes sense. So,
0: if you're McGregor, how do you go from a essentially 8- or 9-digit payday to... I mean, in reality, in comparison, Peanuts of the yeah. UFC. Because yeah. even, even him being the the, the superstar is uh, just a small fraction yeah. of what he made in one fight boxing.
1: Well, that's, I think, why you haven't seen him for, what, 18 months now? And right. I think that's a part of it. He's made so much money, he's been able to go crazy with it. And the guy he's going to have to fight, pretty much, is Khabib Nurmagomedov. And, I mean, I... which is a bad dude by the way yeah exactly and connor really didn't want to in my opinion fight all the top guys anyway before that he built this image and the built don't get me wrong he's a very good fighter his striking is absolutely elite but he was a money fight guy you know what i mean that's why he was fighting nate diaz and guys like that when there was way higher ranked guys and yeah what's he gonna do come back to a smaller payday to fight habib the only thing he wins there is if he beats habib he does look like one of the best if not the best of all time but does he want to put that at risk for a much smaller paycheck yeah, or does he retire, become a movie star or somebody that throws dollies at buses? You know yeah. what I mean?
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> You think that was fake? You think that was well, not fake, but promotion. Yeah, you I, think he was trying to, to stir up a, so a at promotion? first
1: I thought it was, pretty real because a lot of people got injured and i think that sense of it is still very real of course people got injured but then when dana white and everybody else said oh we're gonna punish him he's gonna do this and that and then all of a sudden it dies out all of a sudden there's no punishment all of a sudden nothing happens and it's like now it reminds me of wwe you get hit with a sledgehammer the next day you're back wrestling type of thing where if it was real i feel like there would have been some repercussion but right now it doesn't seem like anything came of it except for people getting injured and so maybe it was a You know, a stage thing gone wrong. Yeah. I I don't want to say that because I'm not very big on conspiracy theories. I think it was crazy and stupid. But that's the part of me that questions it is like, then why was there no repercussions if it was a real thing? You know what I mean? You'd think you'd hold somebody accountable unless he's just that much bigger than everything.
0: Yeah, you're my uh, MMA boxing (laughs) go-to. You're obviously who I talk to because you're in the know. Uh, so what do you got up, man? Like uh, TKO uh, Contact Sports? Who's uh, who are you excited about? I mean, we already talked about Gerald, who who you obviously yeah. helped out, it was is a great story. Of which,
1: we're waiting. Uh, we got an offer for. Uh, I I don't know if I want to divulge too much, but we got an offer for a fight. We've accepted the fight, so we're just waiting on the contract. Awesome. But it should be pretty quick and it should be around here. So, but I'm not gonna get too far into that until okay. you know we have a contract. Um, but yeah, no, I'm really excited about them. I also have a. Uh, really talented fighter on the roster that's making big waves right now. Christina Williams, uh, Warhorse is her nickname. She's two and zero. At two and zero, you'd think, oh, that's not very many pro fights. As an amateur, she was twelve and zero mixed with Muay Thai MMA and boxing. Uh, this girl is a beast. She's like a Julia fighter. Like uh-huh. both very high level. Both have potential to be champions. Um, same type of thing came together with Bellator. Uh, there's a reigning uh, world champion right now, twenty and zero, Heather the Heat Hardy, in boxing. Uh-huh. She was one and zero in MMA, and Bellator comes to us and said, "Hey, do you have anybody to fight her?" And we're like, "Well, we have this girl." And of course, I'm not gonna like down uh, tell them how big of a killer she is. I just told them she's a really good fighter. I think we're ready for a fight like that. Don't get me wrong; I was nervous, but I, uh kickboxing Muay Thai style fighter against a boxer was a really good matchup because of the kicks. Right. So we're like, "Well, it's a big opportunity," you know, and she's the type of girl that I felt like was ready for that. So the coaches also, you know, confirmed that as well. And so we took that fight and she goes to Mohegan Sun in her first pro fight in her debut. She goes on TV, which is very rare. She already in her first fight did more than like 80% of fighters will do their whole career and starches this girl. Like breaks her (laughs) nose, bloodies her up. The doctor has to stop the fight, makes her one and one You know what I mean? So everybody's like, who is this girl? And then, you know, everybody's like, okay, well, that was a good matchup type of thing I mean, we'll see she, she was definitely a stud but let's see what she does next well bellator offered us another fight for her later and we accepted but then they, they uh the person that offered it didn't realize she was on a bigger contract which is a tv contract so they're like oh we can't do that fight we gotta do uh we gotta do a bigger fight because you know the, the money is much more for t- compared to what we offered so um they offered us uh six and three emily ducote who's a monster like she's uh-huh. she just fought for the belt, you know what I mean, and lost, but she's still she fought for the belt, and uh she uh she's also actually from Oklahoma, and you know they offered us that fight, and actually it's funny that like, the coach thought we called him out we didn't i we don't do that, you know what I mean they offered us the fight, and I talked to Christina, she felt like you know what maybe we we all felt like maybe it was a fight or two too soon, but at the same time, we felt like she was still ready, like it's a big opportunity. So we took the fight and she goes, you know, again on national TV and beats this girl and it was all unanimous decision. Yeah, we lost around. I know there was some chirping about like, oh, well, it was more from the, the other side of the fans where they thought that, you know, it was a bad decision, this and that. But really, if you look at the media and everybody else. It was not a bad decision. Like, I mean, Emily, you could see it on her face. Like, same thing. That's another thing about Christina's fights. She bloodies everybody up because she uses those elbows, like knees. She's devastating. So, anyway, she went from beating Heather Hardy and then at that that time, if I'm not mistaken, Emily was top 20 flyweights in the world. So, Christina beats this girl in in Christina's second fight. Right. And that was Emily's tenth fight, um, and now she's two and zero. Oh, and I mean, the future is very bright. That's that's probably the most uh, other exciting prospect we have. But man, if I start naming off all the, our other prospects, man, we have a bunch. We got like eleven and two guys, ten and you know
0: ten and one guys. Like we've got a lot of prospects. But, so what what goes into signing one of these guys? What goes into? I mean, do you do they come to you, or do you have to you go watch them fight it? I don't know.
1: it's it's both but mostly yeah we scout and we approach them and you know we have a really good system i feel like we've uh we work really hard we've built what we have on a lot of trust a lot of uh um credentials in the sense of showing what we can do and what we've done and um because honestly like the management firm is a one-year new ordeal and we already have 26 fighters that says something yeah, that's and right. a, bunch of them are already breaking in and you and we signed a guy like gerald harris in one year you know i mean when other big companies couldn't do what the you know what we did for him so i think a, a lot of it does go into scouting i've uh i train a little but i can't say i'm like some kind of like you know hands-on person like that but i've also been following mma since i was a child and i really understand the styles i really understand the fighters i understand a lot of what goes into it and then on the promotion side, I got a chance you know, for the last three years now to match fights, uh, to do the promotional side of things. So it's like I have uh, the knowledge of every different right. – um, like I guess everything that goes into uh, building a fighter. And my business partner actually, uh, Reese, he's, uh, he's very knowledgeable as well. He might have not done the promotion side and all that, but he's been very involved with – the management side of fighters sees the same mentality. We're not in it for the money because we know if we do things right, we do things correctly. We treat the fighters like family. Um, then the money is going to come anyway. You know what I mean? That's we're, awesome. and, and that's what's happening. And I mean, I think that's why now we're actually getting a lot of those like, Hey man, what does it take to get with TKO before it'd be like, Hey man, would you give us an opportunity to show you what we can do? And I think within a year we've turned that door the opposite way where it's like, Hey man, I want to be a part of the team, but it's a lot of work we do, and we don't just take anybody. It's got to be a really dedicated fighter, somebody that wants to do this and make it far, not somebody that does it as a recreational hobby. You know what I mean? Because yeah. for us, oh, it's yeah. not a hobby. It's, it's So how passion. big is
0: it here in Oklahoma City? What? MMA.
1: Uh, it's almost – so this is the weirdest thing. It's decent. It's a pretty good market in the sense of, uh, like eh, – it's, it's not a huge market, but – it's a saturated market that's the problem there's too many promotions like so when we started there was like one or two co- competitors and we did really well we took kind of like uh we started getting the best audience sizes just because like the fights we were putting together and the promotion we were doing but then people saw that and they saw the success and all of a sudden like four more promotions come in and it's like honestly i think every one of them is now gone because they failed and they lost a bunch of money but that's the problem with the oklahoma market it can sustain two maybe three promotions but then, you, or not Oklahoma, Oklahoma City, but then when you had like six, seven competing, you're not going to sustain that. It's Correct. way too saturated. You're going to have cards with terrible fights, and then, you, you know, you're just spreading everything too thin. So, I would say if we had one or two promotions, would be a great market, but without that, uh, right now, we're just way too saturated, is kind of my view on
0: it. Here least. in Oklahoma? Yeah.
1: It's gotten better, though, honestly, over the last six months, because before that, for about a year, it was just stop every weekend. There's a show. People can't afford to go to a show right. every weekend, so now they have to pick or choose. You know what I mean? And it kind of hurts fighters, it hurts fans, it hurts promoters. And that's why I think a lot of them that came lost a bunch of money, and now they're not doing it anymore. Yeah, we're
0: still here though. That's <laughs> good, man. That's yeah. that you know. That, that's obviously a testament if people are coming in and going out. You yeah. Know. How long y'all been doing it?
1: Uh, so HD. Um, uh, before I started with them, they were doing boxing for a long time. Hmm. Then they did two MMA shows, and those didn't go very well. So. Um, I got an opportunity, um, you know, to match some fights for them, and that that was uh, my first card I matched, happened in November, it was actually Friday the 13th of 2015, so ever since then I've been doing it, and you know, there's ups and downs, but... It's crazy because the last card um, I was really disappointed with we had injuries. We had crazy things going on The, the it was just just a mess, you know what I mean? Right. And it ended up some of the best fights ever And then now uh, we have a card June 8th and I'm proud of it because man I think it's the best card I've ever made. So really? it's, I think the markets coming back in where The cream kind of rises to the top, you know what I mean? And I'm not trying to say it about myself I'm just saying in general I do feel like we have the best product here, and I think that shows and that's verified by the commission's attendance numbers. I mean, we usually have the best attendance. So Yeah.
0: I mean, y'all's fighters are, are definitely representing well, at least the ones I've seen. Yeah, exactly.
1: As... I mean, Julia fought for us twice, you know what I mean? She was the HD champ, and uh, Christina fought for me. Um, Christina has actually technically fought for me every every mma fight she's ever had uh, except one on her amateurs but yeah like so we have a lot of good fighters that come out of hd that go to bellator even julia the nico Montana and julia fight that was at hd here i matched that fight yeah i knew it was going to be crazy but i wanted to see what i believed in julia what everybody did that she could beat a girl like that because if she could the future was bright so yeah i made that fight in january of 2017 and that was directly after Nico lost that fight. She went on to win the Ultimate Fighter. So, yeah, lots of good stuff in Oklahoma. Yeah. Good prospects. Man,
0: that Julia. Yeah, I'm real impressed with Julia. Uh, like I said, and, and, and I've probably been spending more time on her since, you know, her fight was more recent. Yeah. Uh, so, but uh, I, I, the aggression while she's fighting, but then the humility when she's done is super yeah. awesome, man.
1: And even before, yeah, she's always humble. But man, as soon as she's in that cage, yeah. that's why I I, I I nicknamed her Raging Panda. I'm kind of proud of that. guy and I nicknamed Christina too, Warhorse. But
0: Warhorse is a good but one. But
1: it's uh, the Raging Panda was because I'm a big fan of Raging Bull, Jake LaMotta, uh-huh. and I was thinking of somebody that's like like w- her thing is pandas, and she's real cool. But then when she gets in the cage, she's just raging. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, I'm Raging Panda. Yeah. <laughs> so it worked out. That's exactly what she is. Yeah, that's
0: pretty cool, man. All right, what do you got coming up before we let you go, man? You want to plug anything? Obviously, you got uh, Vintage Warrior clothing if you want to support these people.
1: Yeah, we do a lot of fighter gear. Um, Honestly, uh, I think, yeah, the uh, the June 8th card at Remington Park in Oklahoma City, that's our next MMA card. And, again, I'm – it's the best. I think it's the best card who's I've a, ever done.
0: do you can you tell us who's on that? Yeah,
1: uh Braden Smith, he's a prospect out of this area. Um he's fighting Codale Ford a Bellator vet. Um that's the main event. Then we have two other guys, uh Aaron McKenzie and A. J. Nichols, four and one three and one as a co main. Um excuse me. We have another guy, Kyle Driscoll, who's a pretty good prospect coming. He's from here, um, but he's coming out of uh, AKA now, training with Habib and Daniel Cormier and them. He moved camps, uh-huh. so he's coming back uh, for the second time since he uh, since he changed camps. First time, and I'm not even knocking the guy; he's a friend of mine. But he didn't look that impressive on LFA. I don't know; it was probably an adjustment period. But uh, from what I see, at least in social media and his training, it looks like he stepped it up even more. So I'm really excited to see him against uh, Aaron Robertson, who's another very good fighter. Um, so. Really good fights. Um, even if you look down lower at the amateurs, we've got some some of the top amateur prospects that are about to ready to go pro, guys that are, you know, undefeated, guys that are like six and one, seven and one. So that's uh that's I'm excited, man. I've never been this excited awesome. for a card I've done. So. Awesome.
0: All right, man, before we close out, I think I may have a prospect for you. Oh yeah? Cool, you wanna play that first video? <laughs> check this guy out. uh, That's definitely illegal. Yeah, I I would say he's got really good athleticism. Because I don't think I can move like that. That's that's all. (laughs) So, so not TKO material.
1: Uh, mm, maybe like a little more work. Yeah, a little more work needs a little practice. Uh, I would
0: say. One more thing, Uh, because I was, you know, on your show that picture, man.
1: okay let me explain Uh, okay
0: no 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 (laughs) is the cobra cane a must with that suit i mean it looks cool i mean i i, I like no it. it's not I'm, lost I'm not...
1: but it was a themed it was a new year's costume for the great gatsby party uh-huh. so i was trying to look extra cool and fancy basically you uh, know what i mean, what mean? so pull it i was off. like i mean i want a I want a cane what kind of cane do i get and i saw a cobra cane so where at? i mean do you i went on amazon i found amazon a cobra found cane. A yeah i was looking cane. up fancy canes and i was like i wanted to go into that party looking like great gatsby <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean
0: yeah it's a good picture man thanks <laughs> i told uh it's it's probably gonna be the thumbnail if that's all right
1: nah that's fine with me anyway, <laughs> it's pretty funny but
0: yeah if you got nothing else man i appreciate you coming yeah on. thanks a lot it's I, I been it's been great it. anytime you want. you're uh always welcome on the podcast and uh your fighters man if they want to come on yeah. uh yeah let us know and we'll sure we'll work around we it you could
1: bring some with me i mean i i can talk this all day so
0: yeah so yeah, yeah we i'd love it okay. um but yeah thanks for coming down thanks for coming on uh we're rooting for you Thank for sure. You, uh was it was June 8th. June 8th. Yeah. June 8th Remington Park if you're in the Oklahoma City area and want to want to see some good fights, man, check it out. Uh it. it's it's a good night, man. Thank uh you. it's it's fun to fun to watch. I like watching on TV, never seen it live, uh but yeah. I plan to, so uh awesome, man.
1: Yeah, come on out. Well, this one will be on TV but not live. It'll be like a week later. We do runs on like right. uh all the I don't remember all the channels, but yeah, come on out.
0: Okay. Awesome, man. Thanks. You wanna we'll uh yeah push his thing up there. That's uh again uh trigger Mishka on all the social medias. Check out TKO contact sports uh on Facebook, Twitter, all that good stuff. uh the website TKO uh is it dot com. Uh Get up to date on all what the fighters are doing. Check out those bios. Like I said, man, real impressed with with the ones that I've seen so far. So, Thank you. Uh, it's awesome, man. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks, man. Thank you. Man, good interview. Uh, it wasn't even an interview, man. I just like having people on to talk, obviously. Uh, obviously, we asked questions about what he was doing. Uh, which is ridiculous uh Misha's good dude or Trigger Mishka I call him Misha work uh, but Trigger Mishka's uh what he's known by is uh alias uh born in Russia I think if I remember correctly born in Russia 4 4 or 6 years in the marines um and then got out working then started uh apparel and then started this promotion thing but uh it's it's blown up blown up in a uh a long time man or not a short amount of time it's gotten gotten big 26 fighters is ridiculous yeah Uh,
2: that seems like a lot of people to manage yeah
0: um so but i mean like i said uh he's my go-to guy anytime i uh you know i you know i talk to him you know every now and then if i if i'm interested in a fight and all that good stuff you know he and i talk about it um but he uh he used you know he knows guys like andre Arlovsky and uh Ken Shamrock and all that so he's he's legit in that in that m m a uh business uh which is uh which is cool uh definitely good interview and i'm gonna tell you a story from high school man check this out let's hear it and I don't know why why Misha or Mishka makes me think of it it has nothing to do with him whatsoever. But we were in high school and uh, had this buddy named Ryan. And Ryan was just this this little black kid, right? And uh, Ryan was very feminine. Um, But a lot of people thought he... uh, Gotcha. He was, uh, you know... Uh, But he wasn't. I mean, he dated girls and and, and all that. Uh, But I'll give you an example. My buddy uh, lived across the street from the school... So uh, I would drop my brother off at his house or at at practice because he practiced in the morning. And I would just go over and hang out with him because his mom had breakfast and all that. So we'd go over there and hang out. And uh, my buddy had a hookup. There was this place called CD Exchange where you could sell your used CDs and buy used CDs. Well, he knew one of the owners. Uh, And so that owner would basically just give him anything they had just tons of, he would give it to him. I remember I went in there and probably got about 20 CDs for about 6 or $7 uh, back in the day. So, anyway, I say that because I'm thumbing through my buddy's new... He got a whole book of just new CDs, and I'm thumbing through it just to kind of see what he got. And he got TLC's album that has that song Scrubs on it, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm like, oh, this is a pretty good CD. So I pop it into my buddy's stereo system. I didn't know Ryan was in the bathroom, like he came over and, and took a shower over there for some reason. Um, but I didn't know he was in there. So I put that song Scrubs on by TLC and the dude comes out of there in a wife beater and jeans and is like, This is my jam and does, <laughs> does his hands so that's Ryan. You know, right. so that's how he is, right? Anyway, fast forward. Me and a bunch of friends are, are going to go watch The Matrix. We, we got tickets to Matrix when it came out. Because uh, at the time was like the cutting edges, like Avatar was going to be and all that. Just that cutting edge movie of Star Wars and all that. But the issue was is we couldn't watch it at our local theater. So we had to drive to the northwest side of San Antonio to watch it. Uh, well, the northwest side of San Antonio was our rival high school. And so we're all at my buddy's apartment. We jump in the cars. Uh, I'm driving uh, my car, and so Ryan's like, "Hey, I'm gonna ride with you." I'm like, "Cool." So he jumps in the car with me. Well, on the back of my truck, I had all my my football decals and all that. So they, you know, so as I'm driving through our rival school district, they know that I'm from uh, from the Churchill area. All right. And uh, this car pulls up next to us, uh, and. <laughs> And just starts, you know, you know, talking trash and looking over and all that. And Ryan, you know, is getting a little uncomfortable. And so we drive more, and they 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 keep with us, you know, and all that. And and finally, we pull it to this light, and Ryan rolls down the window because the dude's hanging out the moon the sunroof of this car, yelling at us. And I can't really understand what he's saying because our windows were. So uh... Ryan rolls down the window, and basically in his very feminine voice goes why are you bothering us what do we do to you right and the dude in the sunroof throws a bunch of explicit language you know words towards our way but then drops a derogatory word for the homosexual community at ryan right and i say all that because ryan like i said is all feminine in his voice and his hands gestures, right? And he's, yeah. like, he's like, why are you being like this? Well, that dude drops that word. And dude, Ryan hits the side of the car and goes, what'd you say? <laughs> <laughs> like his voice changed. It just goes down and off. He and just, he just went. He goes, go where we're going, son. And I'm like, what is going on? So we end up driving to the movie. And they end up following us. And he gets out of the car. And I have my golf clubs or something in the back. He pulls one out. And starts running after that car in the street. The car, <laughs> like I said, uh, we got there and all our friends were there, so they kind of saw they were outnumbered. And he gets out with that, and they drive off, and he chases it. The funniest thing, man, <laughs> is he's talking trash to these dudes like straight up Barry White. Yeah. Gets done, and he's like, "Those guys brought it out of me." <laughs> like switched it back to the feminine voice again. It, like
2: it sound. It sounds like a case of a. Uh... Dr. Jekyll and Mister Hyde, <laughs> dude, whatever it was,
0: it was the funniest thing. I, me and my buddy, he went to the bathroom. I'm like, "Dude, let me tell you what just happened." And I, I, I'm, a, I'm 90% of the time I'm glad because I would have done something stupid with a cell phone or a camera phone. But I guarantee you, I wish I had that phone at that time because that that dude said that word and he just went, "Would you say?" <laughs> anyway, that's I don't good. know why Misha makes me think of that story, but uh, it was funny. But what'd you think, man?
2: Oh, it's good. It's good stuff, man. Obviously, he's knowledgeable. I mean, if he's promoting, <laughs> you kind of have yeah, to be. But and, and making those fights, a lot of a lot of good information there. A lot of people to watch. Yeah, I, you know, a lot of people. I, I think they only go about as deep as the UFC. They don't realize that there's a, a lot of other really really talented fighters out there fighting in, for di- for different programs.
0: Yeah, and I think that's a good thing and a bad thing. I mean, it, it's obviously good in the sense of like uh, in the MMA realm to have, you know, a UFC, which is obviously the top dog, but they have competition with uh, um, Bellator and and Invicta. I mean, those are legitimate, uh, you know, promote. I mean, those are good fights, right? right? And they're putting out there, like he said, you know, they're not as deep on the roster, but they still, their top level fighters can, Matt Mitrione, uh is a legitimate fighter in the UFC and he's fighting Bellator right now so it creates that competition whereas then you know you look at the NBA or NFL whatever I mean they're the only game in town I mean even you know arena football and yeah the UFL and all those things that aren't around anymore you have the XFL about to come out possibly in 2020 but still uh they're not going to provide any type of competition for talent or whatever no uh, and so I think that's a good thing, but it is a bad thing too because, you know, it is a lot to keep up with as far as MMA stuff. Uh, I don't know if it's ever going to be mainstream uh, the way those other sports are, the more traditional sports. Right. Uh, I just, I think it's just too brutal for some people. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but people do get into it when, you know, people like, I mean, Ronda Rousey probably brought a lot of, fair weather fans into it and uh and then she got beaten you know and they do it's a fickle the mma world is fickle man yeah like she was loved one day everybody's and got everybody's got day. your back till you get your face yeah. punched in you know and i think if she was a little more humble in her approach to holly holmes and yeah. afterwards uh But she, I mean, I I think she was letting it go to her head. Expendables 3, movie star, little wrestling cameos and all that. I think she, uh, she was letting it go to her head and now she's... Right. I don't know. Don't know.
2: Yeah, I think she did... Yeah, I think on the other hand, she did a lot of good as far as, like, bringing the spotlight to the the female fights because some of them are really, really good to watch.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, that's no doubt, uh... And like, you know, like he said, I watched that Julia Avila girl, the raging panda man, and she is, she's aggressive, man. I mean, you, yeah, just, I mean, just, just Google her or YouTube her, because her fights don't last that long. But her second fight was against a a 41-year-old woman, and she's kneeing this lady in the head, and, and uh, it was, it was brutal. It was brutal. hate to see it. That finger was nasty, though.
2: Yeah, that was pretty gross.
0: Like I said, I dislocated my toe like that. Uh, I was playing intramural basketball. Made a shot and was backpedaling and tripped and kicked my toe. And I could feel it out of place. And I went in there and uh, into the hallway uh, to pull my shoe off so I could look at it. And I saw it. My foot would stay straight on the ground. My, my big toe was pointing straight up in the air. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to pull it back into place, but I can't get it in there. And so this little girl, probably eight or nine years old, comes out because she, you know, just came out of the bathroom. And uh, I said, hey. She looked at my toe and freaked out. Like, just <laughs> ran out. Yeah. And uh, and finally some of my homeboys came in. We went to the emergency room. But it's kind of gross because so much blood been building up for where the stump bone, uh, bone was sticking out. It was in December, so our, our team doctor was having a uh, Christmas party. So this dude comes in like you got to understand this dude's like tan it's winter and this dude has like miami vice tan <laughs> white chest hair he's wearing a miami vice type shirt buckle you know unbuttoned all the way down gold chains gold bracelets white hair slick back nice little mustache and he comes in and uh he puts on and now this shirt's probably 200 dollars shirt you know just a silk hawaiian shirt you know right. whatever and he goes, and all my buddies are in there, and he uh, he pops it back into place, numbs it a little bit, and then pops it back into place. And when he does that, man, blood went, and just, and, you know, because all that pressure was released, and just right. squirted all over this dude's shirt. <laughs> and he just looked at me like. Thanks, dude. I'm like, dude. But, yeah, it was gross, but not, not as cool of a story as uh, Avila no Avila has but hers was gross man that was disgusting
2: yeah it's pretty gnarly
0: well glad she's alright yep anyway anything else
2: ah uh, man not not that I can think of not lately my life's been pretty boring
0: yeah it's uh trucking along man like said but yeah is cool we'll definitely have him back on definitely have some of his fighters back on if they're willing to come on uh but again june 8th if you uh if you're in the oklahoma city area running to park up on the north side uh look for tickets tkonetwork.com uh i'm sure that'll be able to direct you wherever you need to go uh and if that's it man we're gonna close out 29 a lot of information may not run as long as it usually does but uh definitely a lot of good stuff uh Thanks to Mishka, Trigger Mishka, for coming on. Check us out at DoChain88 on the Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, do us a solid. Uh, share this uh, podcast with your friends. Think of somebody who you would like or who you think would like this, uh, this stuff. Share with them and help us grow this thing. Top of the Thank you, guys.